0: fucking year on
1: vinyl for me. Fuck John okay.
0: all right hello and welcome to misfits on vinyl my name is spencer striker i'm an actor comedian and one of your tits
1: oh uh, my name is aaron i am also uh one of your i don't fucking chew my toes I'm also one of your uh, hosts <laughs> or tits or, or tits. Uh, we are live from uh, Cax Podcast po- <laughs> Cax Podcast Bar and
0: Studio. Yes. Um, we also. No, oh, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Dude,
1: <that> was- <laughs> hey, your cat is biting my toes. Yeah,
0: my cat's just killing the shit out of you right now. Hey,
1: I need those.
0: It, I feel like not as much as she needs them.
1: <laughs> um,
0: all right. Well, uh, it's a new new year. Yeah. Happy uh, New Year. Uh, happy New Year to uh, you and all of our listeners. Man, my cat is really killing you. Yeah, she is. Anyways. Anyways, continue. Uh, yeah. I'm just making sure that she's not going to hurt you. No, she's okay. She's very, very feisty. She always gets feisty when we start recording. Yeah, I know. I don't know why that is. I think she knows that uh you know we're the number <laughs> one English speaking music history podcast in Chile. Yes. She wants to jump on that trend.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: So what uh Siobhan and I like gave our bunnies like voices yes. when we had them, right? So uh, like they had like these high pitched voices. And uh, I don't know why, but we decided that she's an old Italian man. Nice. <laughs> she's like <laughs> an, uh, Italian. An Italian. Italian. One of those Italians. Yeah. You know, one of those one of those one of those uh Italian boys.
1: Yeah, well, I was Sarah saw this TikTok and it was like telling you to check the skin color of your cat. So oh, you know what color cat you have? Um, so you know my one cat is gray. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what uh, what that means. Um, and then the other one is a uh, little 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 brown kitty. Little brown kitty. Yeah.
0: Little brown kitty cat.
1: Yep. So I'm uh like one eighth of the way to uh, Brad and Angelina. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, you just got a few more kids to adopt. Yes. Have a freak out on an airplane. I need need an Asian
1: cat. I need (laughs) need an Asian cat in there. Um but soon enough, soon enough.
0: If you do achieve your goal of having cats of all different you know, cultures and 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 colors, are you going to also get drunk on an airplane and and throw a, a hissy fit?
1: No, I don't know what you're referencing actually.
0: Oh, that's a Brad Pitt thing. Oh really? Yeah, before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like uh like at the start of the divorce, he like Got drunk on an airplane and was like screaming at people and stuff.
1: That's some ben allegedly. Affleck. That's some Ben Affleck behavior right there. <laughs> yeah, that's some, uh that's something Ben Affleck would do.
0: Yeah, I don't know why Brad did it. Yeah. Speaking of Brad Pitt, I finally watched True Romance. Yeah, good movie.
1: Great fucking movie. Yeah, he's, uh, he's barely in it. He's but. barely
0: in it, but like everyone is barely Was that in on that my movie.
1: recommendation?
0: Uh it was actually on uh Renalta recommendation. cuz nice, I watched
1: it not that long ago for the first time as well. Yeah. That's
0: a really solid movie. It's a solid movie. I the one thing I will say about that movie is the soundtrack is like the soundtrack itself is good, but the composition and score is ass. My. Well, it's
1: just there's just the one song plays all the time. Yeah, like anytime and it's, uh, forget their names, but anytime Christian Slater and uh, and uh, Patricia uh, Arquette yeah. are together, there's the one like beachy song that always yeah. plays in the background. Doesn't yeah.
0: fit any of the vibes in any of the fucking yeah. scenes of the movie. Well,
1: they're just like unlike a. A billboard in like Detroit and it's like dude it's got like a nice little like <laughs> reggae reggae beat in the background yeah doesn't really fit it <laughs> you could tell it was written by Quentin Tarantino but definitely not directed by yeah Quentin Tarantino
0: I I do think that uh Gary Oldman my favorite part of that movie yeah he uh, was pretty good playing a fucking uh, like Rastafarian <laughs> white guy <laughs> yeah a
1: drug dealer and then then a young James Gandolfini uh, yeah
0: also, also Christopher Walken. Yep, uh, that's the second movie I've seen him in where he wasn't playing a joke of himself. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Only been two of those that I've yeah. seen. Yeah, no, it's good. It's a good that movie. That Deer Hunter. Yeah. yeah, Deer
1: Hunter is a great movie. That's a good movie too. It's a great movie. I don't uh, watch that movie very often. No, that's like. Um, so we were talking before the podcast. Um, believe it or not, we've been sitting in these chairs for over an hour. We have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> it it turns top. out. <laughs>
0: Turns out technical difficulties are a thing that happens frequently for uh, me.
1: Yeah, Spencer was uh, like an old man learning how to send an email. Uh, It was was a painful hour. It fucking sucked. I was watching five-minute craft videos with
0: the (laughs) the sound off. I'm not going to lie, the entire time I kind of felt... I felt like the (laughs) failure that I imagine my dad thinks I am. Mm. You Mm. know, I was really starting to go through that and go... No, it checks out. Yeah, No, Fair dad's enough. right about that. Fair
1: enough. But I saw, like, your internal pressure. Like, this is, like, when you're stressed out. I love this about you. It's <laughs> like you stressed yourself out way more than any Like, no one here, me, me, nor Siobhan, or your cat were putting pressure on you. You're like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh, there's nothing to be sorry for, man. It's... You know, I'm uh, I'm sitting here drinking coffee and uh, looking at my phone. In
0: all fairness, you were not drinking coffee. You didn't. I didn't even offer you a coffee when you first got <laughs> here. True. So for an hour, you just sat there with nothing but a zin in. Yeah, but it's,
1: it's good temperature now. You know, little <laughs> oh, too you, hot.
0: Did you hear? There's a there's a crazy theory. Yes, that uh, zins are sponsoring all of these podcasters uh, to promote them. And that's why, like, every podcast is talking about Zins now?
1: Interesting. Well, we're not sponsored by Zins. We're not sponsored Mm. by fucking anyone. Yeah, what we actually have on our lips right now is Grant. Grant. Oh, um, yeah. But I've uh, recently its not the first time I've had Grant in my lips. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, who's Grant? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> He'll fucking tell you. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be another tabloid story about Hugh Grant <laughs> coming out here <laughs> shortly. Yeah, like Dude, uh, I, I, early 2000s. I have
0: to say, I love the tabloid shit about Hugh Grant. Yeah,
1: I, I just don't like I mean, I don't quite understand why Hugh Grant had to hire a prostitute. I don't He's know too I, fucking grant. he was at like his peak powers he back was then.
0: and that was that was pre Bridget Jones mm-hmm. that was like right before Bridget Jones.
1: yeah, I don't understand that like you, if you if you said like somebody like you know like meatloaf or something, I'd be like, yeah, it checks out. but like if you even said Colin Firth, I'd understand <laughs> more,
0: you know like like honestly, like Siobhan and I rewatched Bridget Jones and I was like, I, like I I I get it with Hugh Grant. Yeah. I don't get it with Colin Firth.
1: No, you don't he's, get the Colin Firth thing.
0: He's he just seems like such a fucking like. Don't get me wrong. Hugh Grant is punchable in every movie. Yeah. But Colin Firth seems punchable for a different reason. I'm like I'm like I just want to be like. Fuck you, suck! You're just so lame and poor.
1: Apparently, he's extra punchable in the new Wonka. So, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Hugh Grant plays the. Yeah, it does. Uh, he plays, plays the, the Oompa Loompa. 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 Yeah. yeah, Apparently, Stealing he's extra. Dwarf he's jumps. extra. Yeah, I know. Peter Dinklage was punching the air. Yeah. um <laughs> oh. He's just tall enough to reach the air. Actually, so <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's punching the air. um <laughs> Anyways, anywho, dude,
0: you know the like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. No. Okay, so there's a there's a theory that like everyone's like six degrees away from Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Okay. Like you could you could find like this person knows this person, this person knows this person. Yeah. And so like you you can basically link up every single movie star to Kevin Bacon. Okay. Or or somebody in the industry in some way, right? Yeah. I realized how fucking few degrees away I am from Kevin Bacon <laughs> on like multiple different like uh, yeah. uh, levels, which is weird. Because, uh, uh, no, no, I can't. Uh, Uh, Come on. No. Come on. No. on. I don't know where you're going with this. No, I don't know where I'm going with this. That's okay. Well, you're close to. (laughs) I gave up halfway through. I was like, I I had a thought and then it just. Uh, That's okay. First podcast back, folks. This is what you're getting.
1: Yeah, no, I'm speaking of movies. I've seen some good movies lately. You were talking about movies you'd only watch, you know. Maybe once, like The Deer Hunter. Yep. Um, saw The Iron Claw. Ooh. Um, I really liked it. I would probably watched that one more than once, but I've been trying to convince Sarah to watch this movie, this other movie. Um, it's a very, very sad movie. Ooh. It came out in 2016. 2016. I love this movie. I've only watched it the one time. Uh, Manchester by the Sea? Yes, that's the movie. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Dude, okay. That is wild that I guessed that. Yeah, that's the movie. Apparently, that is like the movie you only really want to watch Once in Your Life. It's extremely sad. Um, very, very great, like, fantastic acting, great direction. Um, but I'm trying to convince Sarah to watch <laughs> it. <laughs> um, I, want, I want her to cry with me on the couch. Um, I watched that with my dad, I think, when it came out. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Did your dad shed a tear? I think so. I was, like, you know, trying to not but I definitely did do you find it weird when you see your dad cry yes because I've seen it happen a couple of times and each time it has made me think less of him <laughs> <laughs> I haven't <I've, laughs> really haven't seen my dad cry very much um, yeah like I don't even think he cried during that movie I don't think I've seen my dad cry Maybe once, oh. yeah, maybe one time. Yeah. Man, I, I I've seen it happen a couple of times. Yeah, seen him shed a few tears. Yeah, it's like anytime you come around, he's like, oh fuck. He's like, oh fuck. Well, <laughs> not again. I should have pulled out. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, <little bitch. laughs> anyways, anyways, yeah. So I'm trying to convince her to watch that super sad movie. So we'll see how that goes. She 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 told me next weekend we're gonna do it. So I'm gonna hold her to it. You gonna uh, watch Manchester by the Sea? Yeah, I'm gonna watch it again. Gonna
0: uh, gonna get the uh, the last Casey Affleck movie? Yeah. Because he got canceled
1: shortly after that. Right? Yeah, he
0: got Me Too'd.
1: Yeah. Like, right
0: before that. Right before that. He still won. He still won the Oscar. Yeah, there you go. Dude, Hollywood doesn't care. No, that's true. They don't care. It's true. <laughs> they're happy about stuff like that, dude. It's they're like true. they're like, oh yeah, we can hold you accountable to that. Yeah. <laughs> now do this movie at scale. Here's a, here's a, <laughs> here's a trophy. Here's a trophy. Yeah, you want to slap
1: Chris Rock? Here's a trophy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is insane that he is actually was
1: just allowed to stay
0: yeah. at the cer- Did you watch uh did you see anything about the Golden Globes last night?
1: I did not. I saw who won. Uh I'm glad I saw um uh Kieran Culkin tell Pedro Pascal to suck it. Uh, Wait, what? Did you not see that? No, no. When he won, uh, best actor in a drama series, he was like, "Suck it, Pedro." <laughs> yeah, and Pedro Fresco was laughing really hard. Oh, that's so yeah. funny, dude. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm happy of the rise of the Culkins. Um, yeah, yeah. Like Macaulay Culkin recently got his his due. He got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and
0: and, uh, and uh, uh,
1: Canadian royalty Catherine O'Hara was there. Yes, with him. yes. I'm. And I'm happy to see Kieran Culkin, uh, you know, being very successful in Succession. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great show. Uh, so it's cool to see that happen because I actually – I don't know if you've ever done a deep dive into the Culkins. I have. Uh, yeah, but super depressing. Their very Their dad was very a huge sad. asshole. And, yeah,
0: and he was, like, a failed actor, so yeah.
1: he, he, like, forced his kids into show business. Yeah, and, like, exploited the shit out of Macaulay. Um yeah, so. which
0: ironically we're talking about a child star today, so that's yeah. that's pretty interesting, <laughs> enough. interesting enough. Interesting enough. I I do want to say this uh, uh, about the Golden Globe. So first off, Joe Coy fucking bombed mm. in his monologue, Did and you? then he started blaming the writers when jokes wouldn't land. Nice. am like, oh yeah, that's the fucking move. Sounds
1: right. You just get back to work, and then you yeah. start eating shit. Then you just start yeah. eating. Yeah. Shit yeah, sounds about right.
0: From a fucking like, sealess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was he hosting? <laughs> yeah.
1: Who the f- why?
0: Dude, I don't know. <laughs> Why? You want to hear the most insane thing? He won a Gemini Award in Canada for best uh, 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 televised stand-up thing, beating out Canadians in, like, 2008. <laughs> That's
1: weird. It's very weird. That's like when Anne Hathaway and James Franco lost the
0: Oscars. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah,
1: it doesn't really add up.
0: Uh, it was funny, though, because uh, Ian Sirota, who's a, a Canadian comic, yeah. uh, he posted a screenshot of, like, the Gemini Award list uh, from 2008, and he was nominated, and so was John Dor, Fucking Joe Coy, an American and wins the Gemini Award.
1: Sounds, sounds about right. Dude, I
0: uh, uh, speaking of the Golden Globes, though, one thing I wanted to say that I, I thought was uh, uh, a
1: massive bummer, Fargo, shut the fuck out. Yeah. Shut out of everything. Yeah, I seen that, and I seen... Be fucking swept. Barbie also got a little bit... Uh, Shut down yeah. as well by uh, by yeah, um, which is wild to me because uh, who the fuck could watch that movie
0: enough to to like really critique it, you know? Well, I yeah, I mean, <laughs> I
1: I didn't mind Barbie. I really did like Oppenheimer, so I get why it won a bunch. I thought Killian Murphy was unbelievable in that movie. His name oh. is just so funny though, dude. <laughs> Killian, I don't know, Killian Dylan Murphy. Yeah. Killian Murphy. Yeah, I liked that, and I'm glad uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, I bet he's not in italian <laughs> i'm glad robert Downey jr won um, the irishman yep yes i was actually really glad that lily
0: gladstone won too mm-hmm. that was that was really it impressive.
1: was uh, yeah it seemed like they got most of the awards correct oh i watched the holdovers two over christmas break that was a solid movie um paul giamatti won Ooh. um for that for that movie. Paul Giamatti's uh, such a
0: fucking interesting cat, dude.
1: They called it a comedy. I wouldn't say it was a, it was like a coming of age story, but I wouldn't quite say dude, it was a They called the Martian a comedy. It's true. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't quite say it was a comedy, but it was a really solid uh movie, Christmassy movie. Um I don't know if you know about that movie, but basically it's like the 70s early 70s and Boston. Uh, Massachusetts. Boston? Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts? Yeah. Um, and he's a teacher at a boarding school, kind of a alcoholic, um, and he gets – he's a loner like the teacher is. Paul Giamatti doesn't have any family or nothing. Um, but anyway. is he
0: fucking wicked smart? Yeah, he is wicked he's smart. He's fucking wicked departed. So what
1: happens is um, he goes to MIT – and he solves a problem, <laughs> and uh, uh, on the board, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Robin Williams, <laughs> the ghost of Robin Williams comes out, and um, <laughs> what's his name, Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean, come and they <laughs> they try to give this kid from from Southie an opportunity, um, and then Ben Affleck gives a good speech. That's the movie. Oh, uh, fuck, he falls dude. in love with uh, Mini Driver, and you know.
0: Sounds like a fucking solid movie. And
1: Elliot Smith comes out from the death. <laughs> the, <laughs> de- the ghost <laughs> of Elliot Smith comes out as well in plays. It's really great. Um, anyway, that's not what happens. Um, he's, uh, yeah. And he was at this boarding school and there's kids that don't get to go home for Christmas. Um, so he watches like, you know, five or six of these kids and then five of them fuck off because the one guy's dad comes back. is like, I'm going to take you all skiing. Uh, except they couldn't get a hold of this one kid's parents. So he ends up hanging out with Paul Giamatti and, uh, that's the movie.
0: That seems like a pretty goddamn good movie. yeah
1: Yeah. No, I liked it. It, it sounds a like
0: a, a, a part of a Christmas Carol. Yeah. When Scrooge can't go home. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they're like, you know, you get to go home, Scrooge. <laughs>
1: and then
0: he goes, Oh, I get to go home. And then he's like, That was the last time I got to see my family at Christmas. Yes. Yeah, it's like that. But
1: uh, you yeah, know, I had a good, I had a good, uh, good break. Um, just you know. Did a lot of things, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> spent time with family and ate some food and consumed some alcoholic beverages and uh, went skating a couple times. Nice. I went to go skating the other day and the rink was closed. No, oh, sad.
0: It was a fucking bummer.
1: Yeah, sad. <laughs> <laughs> Talk
0: about the worst part was is that I was uh, when I was walking down the street I ran into somebody that I know that was like visiting. Yeah, like uh, for the holidays. And they, they were like, you know, it was, it was like fairly nice. It was like, you know, minus two or something. So they were like trying to have a conversation. I was like, oh, shit, I got to go before the sun sets. I want to go to the skating rink. And then I get there and there are like signs everywhere that they're like, it's closed. I'm like, oh, do I just put my skates
1: on and fucking just go, go for it? it? Yeah, like, just go like, for it.
0: What's, what what's the worst that can happen, really? Like, is
1: this at the Olympic Plaza?
0: No, it's just down the street nice. at uh, uh, where the Bean is. Nice. You know, that weird art installation yes. that uh, looks like looks like the chicago
1: bean was made with paper mache yes <laughs> it's that <laughs> calgary arts described to dude, a t dude 100 <laughs> It's like i like one, one thing i like about the there's that one statue over by cax it's a famous statue here in calgary and you know it's Half of it is there. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> that kind of describes uh, the Calgary art scene.
0: We're talking about the fucking German, uh, the German, uh, 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 what's called sculpt, uh, not sculptor. Uh, it, well, sort of sculptor. I mean, whatever he 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 put those fucking pieces of rhubarb together with like broken pieces of concrete and he was yeah. cop, and he's like. It's to symbolize indigenous people. I'm like, why did they hire a German dude yeah, to Yeah, I was
1: gonna say nothing like, Canada to, nothing like Canada to, to hire people. to outsource somebody to describe the indigenous experience. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, oh what a, we live in a we live in kind of a joke of a city in the best way possible. So at some points, yeah. At some points it's super fucking funny. Yeah. Okay, so every episode on Misfits on Vinyl we review an album. Sometimes it's one of our favorites, sometimes it's a popular one, sometimes it crosses over. This one's a popular one. Yes, and it's uh <laughs>
1: someone from calgary it's
0: someone from calgary so this album is tate McRae's newest release think later uh this album was released on december 8th of 2023 through rca records uh it is a trap pop slash alt r&b record it's got a runtime of 38 minutes and 16 seconds i personally feel like it could have been a little bit shorter Mm. um it was produced by Ryan Tedder, who is the frontman of One Republic, uh, who is a pop hitmaker. He's been nominated for yep. 11 Grammys including uh, Grammys for Bleeding Love by Lino- Leona Leona Lewis, <laughs> Leona Leona Lewis,
1: leader. Keep Keep Bleeding
0: yeah. Love and Halo by Beyoncé. Nice. Uh, a, a uh, also one for uh best albums with twenty one and twenty five for Adele and nineteen eighty nine for Taylor Swift. Man's gotta just do yeah, numbered he's, fucking he's like, records.
1: Um, he reminds me a lot of uh, he's similar sort of vein of like Jack Antonoff, mm-hmm. uh, who was in Fun, who's in um, I forget the name of the other band he's in. Uh, I sent you their song ages ago. Fuck. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, um, bleachers. Uh, he's in Bleachers. Um, anyways, he's written for all sorts of same, similar sort of vibe. He was in a successful band, but also is just, like, a really good pop songwriter. Yeah, yeah. Um, same sort of thing.
0: I do find it funny that he's only won Grammys with albums that <laughs> yeah. had
1: numbers for titles. Yeah. Like, he's got to just funny. start,
0: like, a fucking uh, a numbered company. That is funny. <laughs> that <laughs> is
1: funny. And he said, weirdly, he works a lot with Timbaland. Uh, yeah. Which, um... It's interesting too because the biggest not Jake, up, not Justin Timberlake. No, Timberland.
0: <laughs> when I made that
1: fuck up in the broadcasting yes, episode. Yes. God, uh, what but, an asshole. But uh, this album specifically, this Tate McCray album, the the biggest track. Um, they were trying to make a timbaland beat on greedy um, really so that was part of the inspiration i sourced that from uh, a youtube video i watched nice uh, so i can't specifically say which one i don't remember well we'll but go with that uh, i remember her saying that so
0: if uh, if you are that youtube video uh, fucking tell us yes if not Shut up. Uh, it is also <laughs> produced by Grant Booten, uh, who has worked with the Jonas Brothers and One Republic. Jasper Harris, who's worked with Jack Harlow, Playboy Cardi, Juice World, uh, Thomas LaRosa, who uh, did Ari Abdul's uh, albums and Tyler Spray. Who's worked with U two and Portugal. The man. Nice. Uh, that's an eclectic group of producers. That's a very eclectic group of producers. Uh, mastering was done by Dave Kutch, who's been nominated for 14 Grammys and has worked with the weekend. Zach Brown band, ASAP Rocky, Katy Perry, and Ozzy Osbourne. That's also an eclectic. That's a very eclectic group. (laughs) Um, uh, grave and, uh, Calgary were co-written with Ido, uh, Zimelaini? Nice. Zimishalaini. Nice. Zimishalaini. Sh- sh- Zimishalaini, yes. Uh, Ito who has written tracks for the All-American Rejects, Sabrina Carpenter, and Justin Bieber. Nice. Friend of the podcast, Justin Bieber. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bass, drums, and guitar, <laughs> and synth uh, were done by Rob Beisel, who is an American producer, engineer, mixer, and songwriter. He's a 13-time Grammy nominee. And has worked with Doja Cat, Kendrick Lamar, Travis Scott, Harry Styles, and he was a PA on Life of Pablo, nice. which I thought would be a fun little fact for nah, you. That's cool. Yeah. And he was also an assistant engineer on the Stars Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper nice. soundtrack. Nice. Um, and Greg Cousteen did the bass drums. So many names on uh, 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 Plastic Palm Trees. He's won three Grammys, including Producer of the Year in 2017 and 2018. And in 2012, he earned his first number one song in the U.S. and two two Grammy
1: nominations for Kelly Clarkson's Stronger. I'm proud of him. Yeah. Very proud of him. Pretty
0: impressive for this album. In yeah, terms of like
1: this is definitely a stereotypical mainstream prop album. that, yeah. you know it's produced by fifteen different people, and a major label uh, is behind it, so it's yes. impossible for it to fail. Yes,
0: it's it's gonna go to the top of the charts. Yes, uh, it's yeah, it's it's it, it it basically is just like what is the algorithm? Yes, let's but, feed it in.
1: But I do think um, you know she's bringing up an interesting conversation, especially a lot of people are t- comparing her to early Britney Spears, the style of music, the performance aspect to her shows. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think think she's bringing something a a little bit different to what everybody else has been doing for the past 10 years, right?
0: I I definitely agree. I do think, though, uh, I mean, like, okay, we're going to get into it later when we review the album, but I do think, though, it's going to be interesting seeing where this lines up in her discography. Yes. Because it feels like her first two, like, her first album and her EPs uh, were, like, a very distinct Mm -hmm. tone. And this seems like it's a, it's a sidestep, not an evolution, mm. is what this whole album felt. A little like branch too. out, little branch out, yeah. but not like, not like, not doing anything that's gonna buck the system, make it too different. Uh, you know, but it's kinda,
1: definitely a mainstream coming of part, coming of like you know coming to totally. the party sort of album. And, like and especially here I am, I am I am gonna be a big player in the scene yeah. for the next. You know, whatever yeah. of time. This is this is this is kicking the door open with Big Dick Energy and just yes. being
0: like, What up? I'm here now. Yeah. And I totally get that for a sophomore album. Especially considering like I felt like a lot of the tracks on her debut album were better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to think I could fly. I thought that was a better album. But my god, Jesus Christ, the album art on that fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. I have to just like I know we're not reviewing that no. album, but dude, that is one of the worst album covers I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> like it's just it's fucking bad yeah <laughs> it's like her standing on like an airplane wing in like a uh weird looks like plastic dress and like flying above houses and there's like fire on the airplane wing and stuff but like the houses all look like monopoly houses nice it just dude it looks like something that i would have done in grade 12 in photoshop <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucking Fair. bad dude Fair. <laughs> all right so let's get into about tate mccray uh also fun fact about tate mccray we have a connection yeah, you and you and her certainly do. Yeah, we were uh we were on the same list of breakout stars of 2020 by the Calgary Herald. And your, your careers have paralleled. Our careers story. have absolutely yeah, paralleled. Yeah. There's no difference between Tate McRae's trajectory and mine. No. Uh, I also am number one on the charts. <laughs> she didn't have a podcast. She does not have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I got her beaten that. Yeah. Uh, she has released like three albums at that time. Yeah. And got very, very, very famous, Got very famous, uh, but hosted SNL.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know,
0: she... Um... First Canadian to be on SNL in probably 20 years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, you can pay your rent now. So that's, uh, that's a plus. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh... <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> things, how things have
0: evolved. Oh, things, how, how they've evolved. It is kind of funny looking at that list, though, because it's like, <laughs> dude, like, I, I think that I was just like a i I, re- I really believe that I was just a uh, let's make this person feel good <laughs> add on that list <laughs> I don't think that I was I was really at the same level as Tate McRae and Pranit Achilla. No, you know? I think that uh, you know maybe the star of several CW shows is very different than me. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> possibly, but uh, they never played Cowboy Number Two. That's true. Cowboy mm-hmm. Number Two, and they don't have a podcast with me. So that's true. Yeah, honestly, you you make up for
0: everything, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. You you're, you're the best. Thank you. Okay, so
1: anyways, <laughs> Tate McRae
0: was born. Uh, oh, fuck. Where in is In
1: 2003 in Calgary, Alberta.
0: Yes, in 2003 in Calgary, Alberta on July 1st. Nice. I just have to make sure Canada Day gets out of my way. Uh, Jesus Christ. This is really pissing me off. I'm on sorry. On Canada
1: Day. That's cool.
0: Yeah, on Canada Day. That is pretty cool. Okay, there we go. I figured it out. I'm not completely stupid. Computers are hard, folks. That's a
1: fun fact. You know who else was born on Canada Day? Hmm. Canada, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was here before. <laughs> yeah, but you know, <laughs> the Confederation came together on Canada Day. That's true. Uh,
0: it, it was it was uh, around for quite some time though. <laughs> yeah. Pre pre Europeans, it was here for a while. No. You know, there was there was there was uh, actually several countries that you could be that could be considered in that time. Yeah. Pre pre Canada. Yeah. Or or. As as a lot of people say, KK Canada.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Never heard anybody say that. Oh,
0: dude, that's a that's a big tweet thing. Uh, okay, so Tate McRae was born Canada Day, Yeah. Calgary, Alberta, uh, in two thousand and three. Which is sad that she's twenty years old because that makes me feel very old. Yeah, because in two thousand and three, I have a lot of memories from that year. I was I was five. I was eight. Yeah, uh, I had, I had, yeah, I was I I moved multiple times in that year. Did you? I, I was
1: moving all around a lot. I was also moving um, with my feet.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at, that, at that point <laughs> in time, I was walking. Um, she wasn't.
1: She wasn't. That's true. She was not. I was forming sentences. I was starting kindergarten.
0: But at the age of four, due to her father's work, she moved with her family to Oman. Nice. Uh, and her mother taught dance lessons there, and she lived there for three years. Uh, I bet he works... In oil and gas.
1: Yes, I'm gonna say. You okay? Oh yeah, no, I'm fine. Just a little indigestion. Just a little
0: in- indigestion. Nice,
1: nice. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, can't comment on Oman. Never been there. I um, also
0: have never been there.
1: I think they're oil rich. They are oil rich. Um, but we're mentioning them, so we're gonna climb the charts. We we are gonna climb the charts there, but. It's not as great as Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Facts. Shout out to uh, uh, you know what?
0: Uh, I I hope that one of our Saudi listeners mm. is actually
1: like really rich. And ask us to come over and perform. Yeah, I would just. You could just like throw us a bone, and we can buy some new mics. <laughs> that would also <laughs> yeah, be dope. Yeah.
0: Any uh, Saudis don't, out there? Just don't wanna... be greedy. <laughs> just, and that shit won't end well. Just just donate mm. us some microphones, please. Um, okay, so uh, McRae began recreational dancing at the age of six. Having returned to Calgary at the age of eight, uh, she began to train more intensely in dance and competed with uh, Dur. Dr- Drewitz Dance Productions. Uh, From age 11, she began training in all styles of dance at YYC Dance Project, a dance company owned by her mother, and underwent ballet training at the School of Alberta Ballet. uh, The training school for the Alberta Ballet Company. Um... (laughs) Probably could have put that together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was a part of the Wikipedia. I didn't want to misquote it or source. There you go. Okay. So, uh, uh, fun fact that I heard, uh, and and this is this is one of those things going through the sources, is that her mom was like from a young age a stage mom, like mm. super fucking stage mom, which totally fucking makes sense. Like her brother's yeah. also like uh like a, a hockey player in like the uh, yeah I think like, he
1: plays at Dartmouth.
0: Yeah. So like it, it makes sense that like. They had a parent that was just fucking. Yep. It, one of those. One of those. Like. Yep. All right, you're gonna achieve my dreams. Yes. <laughs> go out and one go out and Do it. Um. All right. So McRae served as a voice actress for the Lola Loopsy franchise, voicing the part of Spot Splatter Splash from the show's inception in 2013 until its conclusion nice. in 2015. So. Uh, also worked at Chinook Studios, um, I'm guessing, like yeah. Blue Water Studios, the Chinook animation. Uh, McCray was awarded uh, Mini Best Female Dancer at the 2013 Dance Awards in New York City. And then in 2015, she was awarded a two-week scholarship at the Berlin State Ballet Company after winning the silver medal as a soloist and the bronze medal for her date uh, for her duet at the 2015 Youth American Grand Prix. Um.
1: So she's in some major competitions there as a teenager. Major competitions, yeah.
0: and she's fucking sweeping them, nice. too. Good for her. Uh, for the second time in 2015, she was awarded Best Female Dancer at the 2015 Dance Awards, this time in the junior category. In June 2016, she performed at friend of the show Justin Bieber's concert at K- in Calgary uh, for the Purpose World Tour uh, during his performance of Children. In April 2016, she performed on the Ellen DeGeneres show as a part of the Dancer Palooza troupe. And then in June 2016, she took part in the 13th season of the American television series So You Think You Can Dance, which she ended up in third place at, which was the highest placing for a Canadian on the show. Now, the craziest part about that is... Uh, this quote from uh, TV host Mertz Jaffer from the Toronto Sun he said the fact that Canadians couldn't vote for Tate makes her third place finish all the more impressive. While she might have been voted America's favorite dancer she certainly might be Canada's Uh, after that she went and performed on Ellen again and uh, with the So You Think You Can Dance cast also performed on the Teen Choice Awards. Nice that's cool so a lot of of dancing stuff over that time. So then uh, going back, though, in 2011, she created a YouTube channel that mainly featured dance videos. But in 2017, she started Create With Tate, a video series focusing on showcasing original songs she wrote and recorded in her bedroom. Uh, Her first upload of the series was the song One Day, which she wrote at the age of 14. It attracted over 40 million views, prompting her to self-release the song. And it has since been certified gold in Canada, and it was the first certification of her career. Nice. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah which that's fucking insane at 14 to yeah. right That is
1: very impressive.
0: That is impressive. Um, from 2017 to 2019, she continued to do the series. Uh, notable songs included Dear Ex-Boyfriend, which has over 50 million views, and Dear Parents, which uh, with over 20 million views. What's with the deer? <laughs> What's with the fucking telling people things? <laughs> just, you don't have to make a song about it. I'm just saying. <laughs> you can just fucking talk to them, dude.
1: <laughs>
0: um... All right. Uh, then uh, her upload of One Day caught the attention of 11 record labels. She eventually signed with RCA Records. <laughs> Fuck me.
1: All of them caught on at the same time. All of them caught on at <laughs> the same time. They're all just like, yeah, we really need this kid. Uh, all the record labels in the group chat, someone dropped a vid. And they're like, all right, <laughs> man, it's about time. 120 million views later, it's about time. Dude,
0: and you just know that Sony was just like thumbs down yeah. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> just in the, in
1: the group chat, just yeah. like fucking uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> Capital
0: has <is> record <laughs> Capital Records has entered the chat yeah <laughs> uh, after her signing she announced her debut All the Things I Never Said uh, in December of 2019 she released the five track EP on January 24th 2020 and announced that she would be doing a headlining tour of Europe and North America uh, the, each stop on the tour was sold out. This is before she's like really fucking like blown, That's up, crazy. blown up. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Um, the tour received a four out of five star from, uh, Rosen O'Connor of the independent who described McCray as an impressive performer. The lead single tear myself apart was co-written by Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell uh so uh which is crazy because you know early part of her career she just kept being compared to Billie eilish yes um uh, the ep's a final single stupid charted in ireland and canada um and then that way which was a track from the ep experienced a resurgence in 2021 after going viral on tiktok and charted in the uk and ireland um In April of 2020, she released the single You Broke Me First as the lead single for her second EP titled Too Young to Be Sad. The song was an international success. Uh, and it was uh, peaking within the top ten of charts in several countries, becoming her first single to chart on the Billboard Hot 100.
1: Yeah, that's the first time I came across her. That was probably for most people. Yeah, that, that was, song was pretty big.
0: That was same, and, and it was like it was within a week of it coming out. Yeah. Like, cause I don't know, it popped up on my YouTube recommended, uh, the video, and I was like, I just noticed that it was the Calgary skyline in the thumbnail, so mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, I'll check this out. Kind of expecting it to be like like okay we've talked before about how good the calgary music scene yes. is but it's good in like the the singer-songwriter circles yes. and the bands and like the country artists you know like those artists fucking sure mm-hmm. but then there's also a very distinct subgenre that's like the rappers of calgary well there's a the pop artists of calgary (laughs) and it's a pretty steady decline on on the
1: eye opener on cbc (laughs) they feature like a local artist they featured the sunstrokes not that long ago stuff like that and like uh i'd say about 50 percent of them do not hit um so that's probably uh I would probably expect fifty percent of them
0: make me understand why people want to defund the CBC. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like I'm just like I wouldn't go that far. Oh, dude, I would. <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, there's definitely a divide in the uh, the scene. Uh, but I would sense. say that
0: when I first heard this song, I was like, oh shit, real pop music is getting oh, yeah, made a, here. It's a nice song. Like yeah. it's a that's it's a,
1: a uh, yeah. I find her I find her voice unique too. Um, that one was not as much, but there's the other one. She's got. Um, all I want to be so bad. That one, her voice is very unique in that one.
0: She's all I want to be so uh, yeah, bad. Yeah yeah. 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 No, it's it, 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 like, again, the Billie Eilish comparison can come in a little bit in her vocals when she's mm-hmm. doing the like sad teenager yes, fucking yes. songs that are slower. But then when, when she does have those like more upbeat songs, I don't know where the comparison really is. Yeah. Like, I mean, granted, I'm also not a huge pop music listener, so that doesn't help either but there's been
1: certainly a new uh changing of the guard when it comes to female uh pop stars in the past i'd say five years you got Billie eilish you got uh, olivia rodrigo uh sabrina carpenter you have tate McRae. there's certainly been a new um influx of the the female pop vocalist and i will Um, say
0: i like the direction that all of the artists you've mentioned are kind of going where they're incorporating other genres.
1: Well, they're, they're all doing something a little bit different. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Olivia Rodrigo does a lot of like pop stuff, but she does a little, like little bit of Rocky yeah. pop music. And, you know, Billie Eilish is just a killer. Um, you know, she's, she's got a great voice and she makes really interesting pop music something a little bit different and then you know Tate McRae and Sabrina Carpenter kind of doing the the mainstream radio friendly stuff and um yeah it's cool yeah it's definitely been a big changing of the guard i'd say um, in the, in the past five years or so, even the past three years, I would, uh, I would be say more yeah. specific. I think yeah. that honestly
0: it's been like pandemic has changed. Yeah, it, I stretched
1: I stretch five because of Billie Eilish, but probably the past three. When but I would say of... like,
0: she was like, she was like really like she was cusping probably for five before yeah. she fucking blew up. Yeah.
1: But it's, uh, it's cool to see that happening. Um, I mean, that's, uh, even like, I know this album specifically was like TikTok focused, um, yeah. um, but that's a lot of the ways people have to go nowadays to,
0: which is totally fair, especially from like, if you're looking from a record executive standpoint, mm-hmm. like how am I going to actually get the most sales out of this? Yeah. You... Well, it's,
1: it's also cool that they're, Doing it more than once too, because there was a couple TikTok songs that had Canadian artists um, that were like single hits. Um, Yeah, that one stunning. I'm a pretty boy. I'm stunning. That guy's Canadian. That was a singular singular hit, right? Um, I I forgot about that song. Yeah, Yeah. and then even like I like I like you know I don't mind baby no money, but he was also kind of a uh, singular. Singular TikTok hit, um, sort of guy as well. Yeah,
0: I remember when he came through town, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, I fucking gotta go see." it I'm like, "Dude, you know one song? Yeah, yeah." Edename, that's it. With,
1: the one with <laughs> the one with Rich Brian. Yeah, yeah.
0: Which also, it, it, funny that his lyric is is I'm gonna pop you like a pea. Yeah, Edename. Yeah, which is not a pea. <laughs> it's a bean.
1: <laughs> yeah, close enough. Fucking though. close enough. Fucking though. idiot. It's close that's enough. Dumb fuck. I mean. <laughs> Little Yachty once said, you blow me like a cello. So, you know, <laughs> there's a... <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other conversation. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool to see that, uh, that she's sticking around, especially, I don't know, like we have Canadian artists, you know, not so much musically, but... You know, in the film and acting, there's a lot of f- famous Canadians. But it's nice to see another Canadian on top in the music scene. Yeah. we've had a, we've had a couple, and over history, there's been lots in the rock scene.
0: And you know, um, I'm really happy to share that spotlight right yeah. now. Let me <laughs>
1: there's <laughs> been a few. There's been a few in the in the in the pop scene, in the country scene. But it's cool to you know have one breaking out right now.
0: It is also really cool to see from it Calgary happening, and from Calgary, but like to see it happening in. Like, real time. Like, yes. that was something that I will say over the last few years has been pretty fucking cool. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, when I saw the video for You Broke Me First, I was like, this is really good. I, I hope this person has more than one yeah. fucking hit. And then and that now song's we are three got, years like, like a I'm billion
1: like, freaking streams. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: It, also crazy that, like, a you know couple of years later, I'm like, oh, that's not even her biggest song. No. That's fucking, <laughs> what no. the fuck? No. Okay, so uh, notable tracks and singles. Yes. Uh, Greedy, which is her biggest hit of all time. Yeah, that
1: song blew up. Yeah,
0: 426 million streams on Spotify alone. It was number one in several countries, including Canada. Certified gold in the UK. Platinum in Greece for streaming. And, uh, yeah, massive fucking hit. Yep. That song, You for the past six months, you can't go anywhere without hearing it.
1: No, that song blew up pretty Um, quickly.
0: Grave, which was another uh, single from the album, uh, which she did on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. Uh, You okay?
1: Yeah, I'm good. You you good? Yeah, I'm good. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Gesundheit? No, I coughed. It's Robitussin. Ritual. Robitussin. Ritual. Yes. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh calgary which is a song about coming home and feeling like a teen again uh i I pointed this out in the group chat last night why is every fucking song about calgary so sad like every song titled calgary just sounds sad
1: yeah well i can only really think of the bonnie bear one
0: i know but that's that's just it there's two songs about this but like
1: everything he puts out is sad well yeah so
0: everything she puts out is bordering on sad too there's a hint of sad in there
1: yeah maybe i don't don't know. know
0: it's just like i i was just like why why can't we have a happy song It's true. Like, I don't know. Going down to the Peace Bridge. Going (laughs) to smoke a joint on the island with my friends, then toss a frisbee.
1: Toss a frisbee at the Peace Bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Going to walk downtown. Ignore the homeless man (laughs) tents. Calgary, Calgary. Go to Ave. <laughs> the trains are always late. Calgary, Calgary. The city's our, pretty great. <laughs> our transit system's ass. It's minus
0: 40 or it's plus 40. Yeah. There's no in between. Woo. Calgary, Calgary. <laughs> Calgary. Go to the Stampede and complain about it. Calgary, Calgary. Calgary. <laughs> That's a hit. Listening to CJ92, Calgary, Calgary.
1: <laughs> Watching the flames lose Calgary.
0: <laughs> That's getting sad, dude. It makes sense. It's starting to get sad. You know, it, Everything know, that we mentioned was kind of a bummer.
1: Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to make sense.
0: Okay, another song on, uh, on the album, uh, Notable Song, Stay Done, uh, which I felt was kind of interesting because this, like, dreamy guitar in that Mm. sounds very similar to stuff that would have been in like the late 90s in like a a 90210 transitioning scene or like uh heavens to betsy sort of song it sounds sort of in that well like we
1: mentioned she's kind of channeling like the early 2000s and you can probably branch that to the late 90s pop music sort of that seems to be a major inspiration. Which,
0: from her generation, those kids would call that retro, which yeah, fucking hurts.
1: Yeah, you know, in the two thousands, coming back. Um, yeah. Dude, <laughs> I hate that. Jeans I hate and... that so much. Yeah, it's called coming back.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it's very, very painful to see yeah. that happening.
1: Yeah. Well, imagine it was the '90s, not that long ago. Everyone was dressing like they're from the '90s. So, That's wait till we get to the 2010s and people start wearing mustache-themed stuff and chunky necklaces. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's going to... Yeah, And, like, galaxy leggings are going to come back. I'm glad that my
0: style just doesn't change. Yeah. Like, I have a pretty good... I would say a pretty good style.
1: You wear lots of different stuff.
0: I wear lots of different stuff. Yeah. I match the vibe.
1: I just, you know, mostly wear... Cords and hoodies.
0: I, I won't lie. The vibe is mostly my own, but still. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I matched the vibe. <laughs> beat, I, I, I danced to the beat of my own drum, Aaron. Fair
1: enough. <laughs> All right, so uh, last single to talk about, uh, Exes, yeah. which, okay, <laughs> this is the one. This one's popular right now, but <laughs> this song it sucks. It's such sucks. a fucking bad song. Yeah, it's a, kisses from my exes who don't give a shit about
0: me. Change my mind up like it's i origami I'm yeah. like no the, you could have said folded yeah you know, folded would work with it changing you don't really change origami.
1: Yeah, they don't. Uh, I, origami is not sentient, so it can't really change its mind.
0: You, no, and and also like you can't really change it once you fucking craft it into whatever it yeah. is. You make a swan, you're not turning it into a
1: tugboat after. It's true.
0: Like I don't know, that was just a really really weird lyric. Yeah,
1: there's a couple lyrical things I've noticed. Like she, I mentioned to you as well. I was like, yeah, she always talks like. His, Clothes on the floor That She says that multiple times In multiple <laughs> different songs Like maybe get a hamper um, <laughs> Just throwing it out there You know I mean you have enough money now To probably hire somebody To pick up your clothes Yeah honestly um, dude you know, just being honest with you.
0: Dude, she's a 20-year-old living on her own in L.A. I feel like she probably has the money to yeah. do it. Yeah, you know?
1: I mean, like, when I was 20 years old living on my own, clothes on the floor kind of made sense. Yeah. Uh, not because I was, you know, getting laid. It was just I was a slob. No, yeah, uh, it was, yeah, it was yeah. honestly just – it was mostly that. <laughs> but it that's her metaphor for for getting laid, clothes on the floor. Um,
0: never gonna understand it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, like I even okay. Like here's the thing. I don't know. I I sound like such an old man, dude. I fold my clothes before I have sex. <laughs> Can I get a
1: fact check on that?
0: <laughs> I'm like, I gotta hang it up. I don't want a crease in that.
1: No, I, I don't. Uh, but I I aim for the hamper. Um, I mean that's you know step number one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also also fair. Yeah, but that's just, uh, just something I noticed. Yeah, it's just a little pet peeve. Yeah, yeah, pet but peeve. Uh, but yeah, the origami thing is certainly uh, <laughs> one of those one, one of those lyrics. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: it, it didn't really it didn't really click with me. I was like, why are, why is that the thing that you're changing? I don't know. It could be like, uh, it, changing my mind up like it's the weather. I don't know. That would even make more sense. Wouldn't rhyme, yeah. but it would make more sense.
1: Changing my mind up like my clothes Because my clothes are on the floor (laughs) That could, you know That would, you know Changing my
0: (laughs) Okay, so Anyways (laughs) Reception of the album Uh, It was number 4 on the Billboard 200 Number 2 in Australia, 3 in Canada 5 in the UK And 3 in Norway It's got a 70 out of 100 on Metacritic Pitchfork gave it 5.9 out of 10 Enemy gave it 4 out of 5 uh, the Guardian gave it 2 out of 5, and Alexis uh, Petridis of The Guardian wrote, The lyrics stick with the bad boyfriends, bedroom door slamming angst and friendship group drama, and highlighted greedy, stay down, and hurt feelings, but commented that they are surrounded by a surfeit of songs that, while well-made, feature melodies that always head the way you'd expect or try too hard. Uh, she concluded that McRae is fitting a lot of uh, currently popular boxes without escaping them.
1: That's kind of uh similar to what we've talked about. Um, yeah, this is something too I wanted to know too. This is might be the first album we've done that's currently like still popular, still getting radio play. Um, yeah, like this might be the first album we've done that like recently has come out that you know it's been out for a month. Honestly, um, yeah, th- I
0: think this is the most recent one that we've done.
1: Yeah, well, not not just like, yeah, just like in, you know, quick succession from its release. So, yeah, there's still a lot to uh, to play out legacy wise and things like that. You mentioned earlier about in her overall dis- discography as a career, what this one will be remembered as. I think that's, uh, you know, there's a lot to play out where a lot of artists we can talk about. Oh, that was definitely their best album or that one was, you know, uh, in the middle of their, yeah. you know.
0: But this one, we can't really see that yet.
1: No, can't and, see it yet. And,
0: like, okay, before we get into the review, I had to write this down because this was kind of just, like, a summary of my thoughts that I, I felt like this will help me explain yeah. my, my ratings to. Uh, well, I appreciate some of the choices on this album, like the guitar and stay done that I just mentioned. Uh, I thought, I like, I enjoyed the lyrics in Calgary. Uh, the buildup in Run for the Hills and the layering on that song mm-hmm. I thought were really good. Uh, I find that too many of the songs carry the exact same tone uh x's and think later. I felt like both of those songs did not need to be on the album, yep. pick one of them because they were very similar uh and it's not really an evolution like you would think in the classic in the traditional sense like I feel like it's more of a sidestep, which I mentioned earlier. I do feel uh. That uh, the album art on this was better than <laughs> I used to think I could fly. That's also,
1: and I don't even like the album art. On this a, This was a pet peeve for me. Um, she does a lot of hockey themed uh, outf- outfit outfits and stuff, and yeah. the greedy music video is all hockey themed. Um, but the pads were on backwards. Um, yeah, yeah, so that uh, you know, bothered me. Um, and I saw this clip on I don't know it's Instagram or whatever about. This this hockey podcast was talking about this album, and there's the song Messier, and they're like, "Is it Messier like Mark Messier?" So they emailed uh, Tate McRae's PR team, and they're like, "No, it's just Messier." <laughs> 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 they thought that she was like, you know, lacing it with hockey references, but oh, dude, that's just, funny. Yeah, yeah. Just well, she was
0: dating a hockey player for a while. Yes. Yeah, and I don't know if they still are or not. I don't think they are. Uh, and her brother's a hockey player. Yes, but. That was the thing about the album art that really bothered me too. Is I'm like, I, like okay. First off, take away the goalie pads. It just seems like a very 2015 to 2017 album cover. Mm. Like that. That was like, you know, very similar to a Selena Gomez cover. Or very similar to the Bieber cover at the time. Yeah. Very sim- It's like it's like the artist standing there, blank background. Uh, they're scantily clad. Yeah. That that's it. Like realistically, like that's.
1: But she has on goalie pads.
0: Yeah. Why?
1: I don't understand <laughs> and they're why. they're on backwards.
0: Also, I don't even... Was the dude that she was dating even a goalie?
1: No, I think, I, think he, <laughs> I think he was a player for the Blue Jackets.
0: Fuck, man. So, again, I'm like, why the why the goalie pads? Yeah, that's true. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It, like you said, they're on backwards, which is also very <laughs> odd. Yeah. As a, as a former goalie, I can clarify
1: that. Well, it's just like, you know, when you were playing street hockey as a kid, you always knew the fat part goes on the outside. Yeah. That's, uh, you know... That's how you're meant to wear them. Yeah. But anyways, that's very, very minor nitpicky things. Um, I but... mean,
0: we're going to get into the more picky things yes, here with the ratings. Yes. So every episode, we rate on a scale of 10, and we rate out of technical, musical, lyrical, Elmart reception, and does
1: it hold up? Technical. I don't, we'll think he, I don't think we can give it a bad technical grade because no. she's working with the best of the best and you and listed off say, all the grammys they've won and how successful they are as producers and you gotta and that's be that's not to say
0: that they can't make a dud but this was definitely not a dud on a technical standpoint.
1: no i mean she's working it's with mixed the best very the best. well yeah
0: it's layered super fucking well like i said in run for the hills just the layering on that alone
1: yeah makes like,
0: me go okay this is a high rating
1: it, you can't go less than an eight um, you might not like how it sounds, or not be the biggest fan of the style, or sounding similar. Um, but yeah, I mean, technically, it's executed like she's working with fifteen producers. Grammy Award winning. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's yeah, it's a, it's a strong. I, you got to go at least an eight, eight and a half on it. And um, and
0: yeah, I would, I would, I would probably, I'd meet you with an eight and a half. I agree with everything that you're saying. I think that you know, from a technical standpoint, it's. It's pretty fucking flawless. You yes. Know? yes. Um, music, her voice
1: sounds good. It's clear. Yeah. Like it's. You know. That's
0: the other thing. Is her voice isn't washed out at any point. No.
1: No. I. Yeah. So I, I think I, I'm going to go an eight and a half on it. I'll,
0: I'll go an eight yeah. and a half too. Uh,
1: musically, um, some of it, like the more,
0: uh, the more complex sounding things, are, uh, you know, mostly synth and and. You know...
1: Uh, it's not an explorative album no. in any sense. And, I mean, you don't really want that from a pop album anyways. I do find it interesting that they, like, literally cited directly where they're taking inspiration from. You know, I wanted this sound, song to sound like a Timbaland song. I wanted this song to sound like a early 2000s, you know, hit. Like, they're, they executed it the way they wanted it to, but they're not doing anything different or doing anything new. Yeah. Um, you know, like that, the greedy... Beat sounds like a beat that you would hear in like you know two thousand seven. Yeah, um, you know it's not. That's what they wanted. That's the sound they wanted for, it and they got it.
0: Yeah, and and I do think like you can uh, you can tell like you know there there are songs with very simple uh, 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 musical elements to them that are are layered in a way. Again, this goes back to technical where it's layered in a way that it sounds more complex and it sounds more interesting. Yep. Calgary's a good example of that. Yep. Uh, the guitar in that is very simple uh i could not do it don't get me wrong i'm not uh, (laughs) but it's not (laughs) so much uh,
1: an album for the music it's an album for the vibe um yeah i would say that's probably more what they were shooting for things to people to dance to people to get things that songs that are going to get radio play um not offensive on tiktok you know know? yep non-offensive things that have worked in the past yeah so i mean i'm not going to go crazy high it. i'm not going to go crazy low on it either um I think it's a seven in my opinion. I
0: was going to go six and a half. There you go. All right. So uh, 6.75 between the two. That's a Mm 7.6. All right.
1: Uh, Lyrically. Um, (laughs) We've kind of touched on (laughs) it. Uh, It's not breaking any boundaries. I mean, like, it's tough to rate this one because you're looking at it like – what they wanted to do and what they achieved they wanted to make a big pop album they've achieved that yeah but the lyrics aren't anything to write home about well
0: there. and it's also difficult because a lot of the times when we're discussing this a lot of the artists that we cover are you know they're singer-songwriters who the lyrics are some of the most important elements of yes the music, i don't you know I I'm not, and I'm not saying this to to rag on on Tate McRae or pop stars in general. But it's like that's not what they're going for. That's not it's not important. Does it rhyme? Yes. That's literally all that matters. It yeah. doesn't have to have any substance or meaning. No,
1: it's it's for me. I'm I was feeling like a four. Yeah, uh, I like would a four uh, to a five.
0: Calgary bumped it up to a five to yeah. me. <laughs>
1: I'll go four and a half.
0: All right, so so uh, four point seven five. Okay, I think we're at uh we're at a seven right now. Yeah. Uh, Album art We've already talked about it It's (laughs) it's like a three Yeah It's Yeah I would say I would say Probably even lower I'd I'd go a two Yeah It's not gonna be one That anybody remembers And that's the other thing That's like Difficult about this Is it's not like People give a fuck about album art when it comes to pop stars, you know, like Mm. that's that's not what they're they're look like they're not going for.
1: But it is nice when the entire concept of the album all the way through the art is thought through to a point where it's because, you know, we've talked about some of the best albums of all time. The best album arts of all time are often pop albums. Yeah. When we look at, you know, Thriller, we look at Purple Rain, like all these iconic those are pop albums, R and B pop albums, popular music, but the, it was all thought through and, and impactful. Um, whether the music made it, the album art legendary or the album art itself, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I wish it was a little more thought through, um, but that's just my opinion. All right, so 2.5 <laughs> yes, two <laughs> out of point 10, five. Yes. So
0: then the whole rating. I think we're at a five point five now, or yeah. a five.
1: Yeah, we're somewhere in at a that range. five
0: uh reception well it was it was pretty much received the way that we're receiving it in terms of like from a critical standpoint from a commercial standpoint it's fucking blowing everything through the roof though
1: yeah i think you gotta i I would meet it at like a six and a half or six
0: i'd probably go i i'm gonna go okay the metacritic was a 70 but they aren't accounting for the like commercial success of it and, and and the virality of it and everything else that goes along with that. So I'd probably go an 8 on reception go on eight, just okay. because of the commercial success.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll probably bump mine up a little bit. then too. That's, a good, that's a fair point. Uh, I'll go a 7 on it. A 7? Yeah.
0: All right. 7 and then uh, – so uh, 7.5 and then I think <laughs> we're at a
1: <laughs> – We're somewhere around a 6.
0: Yeah, we're at like a uh, – Five point six or five point seven five, I think. Okay, that's good enough. Uh, does it hold up? Well, we're not really. I mean, this is this but, is a weird but one on this. Will one. it hold? Will up? it hold up? That's is an it good interesting question. question. Yeah. Because I I, I,
1: I, mean, this is something that I, 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 mean, we both brought it up. Is it a flash? Like, would would like to say fifteen years down the road, you're listening to like a Virgin Radio or or like an amp or whoever. Um, and you know how sometimes oldies they, Friday night, you know how sometimes with DJ they, they mix in like an older older song into their newest hits. Like would like to say like greedy or X's be one that comes up. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think that's one that's gonna get a you know um, a replay.
0: I honestly like I, I I have to say like my my three frav- f- favorite my three favorite tracks on this album are. Run to the hills, mm-hmm. stay done, and Calgary. Mm-hmm. I don't think that any of those are ever getting radio play. No, you know, and those. But I think that those are ones that are going to have slightly more longevity. I like that we were playing footsies there. Yeah, we just there. touched those. It, it yeah. made me a little hard. Yeah, I'm not nice gonna lie. good. Yeah. It, it poked through the turtle shell. There um, you go. <laughs> anyways, Dana Carvey.
1: So <laughs> 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 well, little little throwback to the last episode. Little turtle. Anyways, anyways, yeah, I don't think down, down the line uh, any of the big hits off of this is going to get the same radio play um, that, you know, every once in a while you hear a song and, like oh, shit, yeah, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I was going to say it's, it to me it kind of feels like, it, you know, okay, if we were looking at this, we were going to compare it to another pop artist from our generation. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were looking at longevity-wise, a Taylor Swift, right? Her second album, how many fucking songs get airplay from her second album if she didn't do Taylor's version?
1: Yeah. You know, like, so. I don't know. I think Taylor's a tough comparison because she's so freaking massive. It,
0: it is a tough comparison. Yeah. But, but you know. it's also, if we're talking about longevity, yeah. like, how many people have hit that fucking level and then had it maintain?
1: Yeah. Well, like, there's don't... a lot of
0: people that'll hit that level and then. They're a feature on a fucking song. Yeah. five years from now.
1: Yeah, like it's. Um, yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, I don't know if those those will get the replay of like a you know you'll hear like a Katy Perry Teenage Dream on the radio still you'll hear you know big songs like that that you know it might just one this one not saying that she's going to be a flash in the pan but this the hits off of this one might just be a flash in the pan yeah um, i
0: I definitely could agree with that I would also say I think that like you broke me first probably will have the yeah replayability. That, that one's
1: been still gets played and yeah. it's been you know three years four years right? yeah um so but I
0: think that a part of that is because like uh you know like she like that blew her up yeah whereas these are blowing up because of her yes which i think is what makes That's, a huge yeah, difference. yeah that makes
1: sense as well so yeah it's up it's you know, yet to be seen. But in my opinion, I don't. I don't think it, these ones will be the ones that are the long-lasting hits from her her career. But
0: I do want to mention one thing. The day that I was in L.A., that I went to the Doohickey show, mm-hmm. it was her album release party, and I was like that close to buying tickets. Oh, I was damn. like, might go do that. And then I was like, no, nah, I want to go you hang out with Doohickey. You didn't get, you <laughs>
1: get invited. I thought no, you got invited. You, you guys in that article as, together. Uh,
0: Yeah, as a, as a fellow breakout star of 2020, <laughs> yeah, according to the Calgary Herald, yeah. I, I felt like I should be on the list, you know? Yeah. Well, I felt like I shouldn't have to buy a ticket. <laughs> you
1: know what? At least it wasn't the Calgary Sun, so that's a win. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a win. Dude, I, I can't wait for, uh like, this... <laughs> okay, I should clarify that I am joking about all of that shit. Yeah, of course. Because there's going to be some... Twelve-year-old Tate McRae fan that's gonna listen to this just because her name's in the title, <laughs> and and I just don't want to deal with the backlash from a kid, dude. Yeah, fair enough. I don't like I don't like it when kids get mad. Until well, you have children. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. I know. Anyways. At least At least you can hit your own uh,
1: <laughs> if you do it right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So what was our final rating? What like a like a five like a six? Uh, I think we were at around a six. Yeah, we'll fucking round it up to a six. Uh, I think that's a fair six out of ten. Uh, I think a five point seven five to a six is a fair. Yeah, I think that's a fair rating. Yeah, overall, it's a it's a listen.
0: It's a listen. Uh, I think that it's a, an album that you I, I would recommend to people if they
1: wanted to listen to a pop album that's new. I think it's just. Uh, dangerously mid, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of the dangerously overall. Dangerously <laughs> mid should yeah.
0: be the name of her next <laughs> album. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, so that was fun. It's good to that be was back. Yeah, no, it's was, good to be back. It's good to be back. You got um, any things to plug or things you're doing? Oh God,
0: no. I uh, I, I don't have any dates right now. Nope. Uh, I had a bu- uh, I had actually a bunch of dates cancel right before the New no, Year. I'm sorry to hear it. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a bummer week, Christmas week, because I I lost the the four gigs that I had lined up uh And none of them were uh, like, I'm not blaming the producers. I'm not blaming the venues and I'm not blaming like I, I had nothing to do with this, but it was like producers and venues just not. Yeah. They, they weren't making money on events that they were doing before. So they just canceled their comedy nights. Because right?
1: their their year end came in and they're like, well, we got to cut something. That's exactly yeah. it. And so it, it was it was
0: kind of a bummer because I was planning my tour around that. Mm. And so I was trying to link up dates around those because I was like, okay, if I'm going to go to fucking Fort McMurray, I might as well go to Edmonton along the way. Or like, if I'm going here, I might as well go here along the way. So I was trying to build dates around it so that I wouldn't have any loss on my own gigs that I was organizing. And I would still be guaranteed to make money those Mm. weekends. Um, I'm getting a few dates lined up right now, but I haven't announced anything cuz I I want to wait until I have I've got a lot of stuff lined up to, you know, announce stuff. I don't want to just start smattering it in. Yeah. Um but uh but honestly like since since getting back from LA, I haven't even I haven't even done stand up in that time. Uh which is weird cuz it's the longest time I've went
1: without performing <laughs> yeah. since the pandemic. That's okay. It's kind of nice to have a bit of a reset and a bit of a break, especially if you're planning on hitting it full head. Head first, full charge. Dude, Um, I I will go full head
0: on it. uh, I bet you will. That's going to be the name of my tour Grant. Spencer (laughs) Stryker, full head.
1: Spencer Stryker, Grant. (laughs) The taste (laughs) of Grant. The taste of Grant is still on my lips. Great, Booten <laughs> Thanks for listening everybody. The producer Thanks for listening everybody. <laughs> it's a callback To the first part yeah, Of the Yeah album I remember review.
0: I remember Alright Well <laughs> Cheers for listening Oh One thing that I Oh uh, yes uh, yes, uh, yes, yes, uh, yes We will have some guests Coming up Yes great In the next great. few episodes Great Alright <laughs> Anal contusions <laughs>